Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Underrepresented Ooh, excuse me. I have hiccups today, so we're going to be going through that a little bit. Um, but yeah, welcome back to another episode of the Underrepresented in Tech podcast. Today, um, Michelle is not joining uh, joining us this week, but I'm joined by my new friend, Gina Innocent. Say hi, Gina. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me, Allie. Absolutely. Um, before we get started in kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today, I'd love for you to take a moment and like introduce, ooh, excuse me, introduce yourself to everyone. Um, let us know what you do with WordPress and where you work and like where you're located and all of that really fun stuff. Yeah. Um, so I am currently located in Chicago. I'm a Miamian who uh, who transplanted over here a while ago. Um, and I recently just joined the GoDaddy Pro field marketing team about two months ago, which is actually what introduced me to the WordPress community. I've always used WordPress personally for my own blog um, in the past, uh, but I did not know that a WordPress community even existed until uh, I was pulled onto this team. So it's been quite insightful um, learning so much about it. Oh, that is so cool. I feel like that's such a unique um, perspective as well. I feel like there's a lot of people who um, like used and worked in the WordPress community um, to start with and like were familiar with WordPress and then, and then got, you know, a job like that. It's really cool to hear that you were a user and through the job got introduced to the community that way. It's really cool. Yeah, I was actually um, very intimidated about going to my first WordCamp because I wasn't familiar with the community. Um, I felt like they were going to be shunned. I was going to be shunned and it's going to be like, ah, get this newbie out of here. She doesn't even understand. Like, <laughs> So that was my biggest intimidation with um, joining the community. Uh, I also... Um, before I, I joined the, the pro team, I was actually um, a support guide for our customers. So outside of troubleshooting WordPress, I didn't know very, very much. Um, so I was really intimidated, but honestly, I, I guess I didn't have anything to worry about. Everyone was so welcoming. That is so cool. What was that first WordCamp that you went to? Which, which city was that? I attended a Porto Portugal WordCamp EU. Wait, so your very first WordCamp ever was WordCamp Europe? Yep. Oh my gosh, that's that is amazing. Like that is <laughs> that's so cool. Like so many people, like I'm sure that you will um get into other WordCamps as well through mm -hmm. YouTube with GoDaddy. Um, but you know, typically WordCamps are like just for a particular city, like you mentioned, you're from Miami. I'm also from Miami. Mm -hmm. um, and I got introduced to the community through WordCamp Miami, um, which is one of the bigger camps in the United States. Um, and so I'm, so I'm so excited for you to attend like a city-based camp and see the difference because the national camps like WordCamp Europe, WordCamp US are so much bigger and they have kind of almost more of a corporate feel, I find. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the city camps are way more like 
it literally feels like summer camp almost like they're <laughs> way more fun they're more intimate um that's so crazy to me that your first one was that giant enormous event um that is so cool yeah honestly I think that 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 is really really cool and it was a really amazing opportunity for that to be my first one but I do believe that um with it being so large it it was there wasn't a lot of opportunity to get to know people on an intimate level I did get to sit down and meet with a few like veterans in WordCamp and just discuss um WordCamps in general which was really great but um I I guess with the pandemic and COVID um, the one here in Chicago slowed down. I don't think they've had an event in almost two years or any kind of meetups, not even virtual, as far as that I was able to see. Um, so couldn't do that. But I'm very excited for the Chicago one this year. It's going to be in December, which nice. is like, why the coldest month out of the year? Guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is unfortunate. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Chicago in the winter is cold. Yes, it is. Um, usually that is my time to hibernate, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm actually looking forward to um, introducing more people from it. I, I'm surrounded by like small business owners and creatives and web designers um, who are black. And I don't even think they know about this community. So I'm very excited to tell them about my experience and bring them in and see, you know, how they can network and fit in as well. Absolutely. That is a huge thing that I feel very passionately about in this community is like, um, you know, what can we be doing better to bring more diverse groups of people into the community. And that definitely includes other Black people. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a co-organizer. I mean, you and I are going to definitely have to chat about this later, but I'm a co-organizer of the Black Press Slack group. And that's one of our main goals right now is to invite people that are already using software into the community uh, because there's so much benefit. Um, even if you're not a developer, or you don't write software, there's still so much benefit uh, to being a part of the, the open source community that is WordPress. Um, I completely agree. I actually joined Black Press um, not too long ago, and I was lucky to meet one of the co-organizers in Europe. I met Destiny, and awesome. I felt like we practically spent the entire trip together. We met up almost every day, so that was amazing, and um, I was able to meet two other beautiful women who were who who have been a part of Black Press, and we did um, a meetup there. Um, and <laughs> Destiny is such a go getter. She found um, another. She just met uh, seen a gentleman there, and she was just like, "Hey, come to lunch with us." And, <laughs> and we're a part of Black Press, and he came and he had lunch with us, and um, we got another gentleman, and we brought him to have lunch with us as well and we just discussed our experiences where we were from it was like magical meeting so many um people of color from different parts of the world one one young lady was from Zimbabwe another one was from the UK who actually um became an expat in Lisbon Portugal um so it was just a little bit of everything it, it was great I met a girl from um Philly and uh, she she's told me about her travels to Chicago so hopefully we'll be able to meet up um, she's an art buff so we'll probably jump and do some art museums here in Chicago so when 
by any chance? Yes. Yeah, she was, she's a friend of mine. She was on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, actually. I talked to her about internet art. Yeah, she's so dope. She's, she's so dope and cool. insightful. Yeah. So hopefully I'll be able to meet up with her here. We'll get to know each other a lot more. Yeah. That's so, I'm so happy that you've already found your way to plaque for us. Um, yeah, it, it is such a challenge to find all these people and bring them together. But once that does happen, I totally agree with you. It's it's definitely a magical experience. And I was super excited that I couldn't make it to WordCamp Europe. Uh, but I will be at WordCamp US. So we are hoping, uh, me and the other Black Press, Black Press organizers, we are hoping to do a similar meetup uh, at WordCamp US. Um, maybe a little bit larger, like hopefully having more people there, maybe having it at a restaurant or something and really, uh, you know, hosting kind of like a mixer event where people can come together. Um, and like you said, like meet other people that look like them and have similar experiences and so on and so forth. Cause we're definitely out there. Um, but I mean, from my experience thus far, and I'd love to hear how you feel as well. Um, I've heard a lot of people talking about, you know, just kind of not, not seeing each other. Like we don't see each other as much and so it's it's hard to anticipate that there are other people like us out there um because we're not just you know front and center all of the time and so it's so important right now to be intentional about creating these spaces for us to to be and to be comfortable i mean that's one of the reasons black black press exists um is you know not to segregate us into one group but to have a a safe, welcoming, warm space with other people that look like us. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree with that. Um, it's in within the tech community, or honestly, in in majority of corporate communities, you don't see yourselves. I, I feel like um, with GoDaddy, we do have a Slack channel. We have our Black and Tech Slack channel, and we're there and we, we communicate in there. Um, someone, my partner calls it the HBCU of GoDaddy. Oh um, <laughs> <laughs> and we just, we laugh there. But when you go out to a lot of these conferences and things like that, you, you do feel like you're underrepresented. Um, I was on TikTok this morning and I kind of got emotional because this one girl, she was at a tech conference with her company and she stepped outside and she was crying because she said that there was no one there. She was like, it was probably three um, people of color that was at this tech conference, Mm. but she was the only female there. And she felt whenever she tried to network or talk to anyone, people wouldn't take her seriously. They weren't trying to engage with the conversations with her. But um, when her boss, who happens to be a white male, would speak to them, they would perk up. And now they're yeah. trying to keep the conversation going. And it it made me very sad because um, I, I don't know if at other camps or were or any kind of like WordPress um tech events, will I ever experience the same? I I feel very blessed. I feel lucky to have experienced WordCamp EU with Destiny and other, you know, Black people. I didn't feel completely, like, separated. And I have a very supportive team. So they were just like, you know what, if you need anything, just let us know. But at these other events, it could be that. Um, And again, like, even like the workshops or the speakers, like I would love to see more people who look like me or you know, who I can 
um, feel a little bit more connected to. And I hope that it maybe in the future that does happen. Um, I was made aware or privy to like previously there wasn't, it was really, it was a lot harder to see um, people of color or, you know, there wasn't very much diversity at the camp, but now there is an initiative where people are really trying to get, get it, get us out there. Um, but I feel like with any, um, any group, any subsection, um, it's gonna, it's gonna be a long journey. I agree. Yeah, I, I first started becoming active in the WordPress community in about 2017. And I remember the first couple of WordCamps I went to and events and things like that. Yeah, really not feeling represented. Um, and I completely agree with you that in the last couple of years, there has been and I, I, I think a lot of that is due to external as well as internal factors, right? Like the Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. movement. Mm -hmm. um becoming so prevalent uh and bringing so many of these issues that have always existed right like this stuff has always existed it's not new but bringing mm -hmm. it to the forefront of people's attention um i think has pervaded into certain areas of society including you know our workspaces um and then there are people inside of the community i like i like to give myself and michelle so a little bit of credit for that but there's tons of other people in our community who are demanding and advocating for change and more diversity and more inclusion and calling people in and calling people out for you know doing better and i can see measurable improvements like i was just looking at the speaker lineup uh for an event that um i remember last year looking at their speaker lineup and being like that is very um homogenous, right? Like lots of the same types of people. And I can already see this year is better. And that's really all you can ask for, right? Like things like this don't happen overnight. Um, it takes work. And I, I think one of the things that despite how much work is still ahead of us, one of the things with the WordPress community in particular that I feel like makes it worth it is the fact that you can see the changes. You can see people doing things. I mean, for WordCamp US coming up, there are tons of companies that are offering to sponsor underrepresented speakers to, you know, make the financial burden less on them to be able to travel to the event. Huge. Amazing. Wonderful. You know? Especially now that these, I mean, we're seeing the flight costs um, mm. go up real time. So I'm very happy that a lot of companies are um, choosing to, to pick up the ticket and help become accommodating for people to attend WordCamp US. Um, I hope that they extend it to um, to contributors is and not only speakers. Um, I feel like there are people from all over the world who deserve to be um, at WordCamp, regardless if they are going to be highlighted as a speaker or leading a workshop. Um, they deserve to be there as well. So I'm very excited to see exactly who's going to be picked up by some of these companies. I know GoDaddy is um, doing so as well. I hope to be part of um, that decision process because uh, hopefully me being in this new role and um, working in this platform, I'll be able to uh, 
be a voice or, or be, be heard or have some kind of input that will bring out a lot more people that, um, that will make this event more diverse, inclusive. Um, unfortunately, when I look at the people in um, WordPress Chicago, it's not very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully by meeting and creating an environment um, that makes it a little bit more diverse, I can bring somebody here from Chicago. Yeah, that'd be incredible. Can I ask, I definitely want to circle back to the WordCamp Europe event and hear, you know, your take on the event, but while you were mentioning Chicago and, and that event, um, and, and, you know, this may not have an answer, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you think it is? Because like from my from my, I've never been to Chicago before, but my mm-hmm. uh, perception of Chicago is that it is a fairly diverse city, that there are a lot of Black people living in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it is that the event is not as diverse as maybe the city's um, demographics would indicate? Um, I love Chicago. It's a very beautiful city, but I'm going to be 100% honest. It's some strong segregation here. Mm-hmm. Um where you may see um, a lot more um, people of color, Black people, um, they're on the west side or the south side. Then, you know, Ukrainians have their own area. You have China, Chinese people who have their own area, African people who have their own area. So everyone's tucked off into their own neighborhood Mm -hmm. of security. I do find that most people who work within tech, um, if they're a little older, they are in the suburbs. And if they are younger, they're looking at, you're looking at downtown, um, which, or their transplants. Um, So I feel like that has a huge impact as well as there's not very many resources. Um, The black WordPress users that I know are self-taught where you know you may find someone who were, who was taught either within school or it just was a little different for them. They were um, designers or web designers for years and years and years. Um, but I do find that segregation does speak a bigger, bigger role. Um, some people may feel intimidated or they're fearful of certain um, groups of people, unfortunately, here as progressive as Chicago can be or it looks to be, um, there's still very much some prejudice um, that underlines a lot of the interactions here in this city. Uh, I would love for there to be more programs on these South and West Sides neighborhoods, within these South and West Side neighborhoods that will educate more people there, but you won't get it. You'll probably on the North Side, which is really where I live, um, like you'll have schools like Walter Payton and Lincoln Park that will have these after-school programs um, that will teach kids WordPress or coding or other um, tech um, or some, some form of technology where there aren't, these programs do not exist in those communities. So it's people who have small businesses learning WordPress on their own to to maintain their their own business, really. Um, And that's really the unfortunate part. And I feel like that's why I never knew about this WordPress community as a WordPress user, because it was never, I don't feel like it was ever placed in the forefront of people in my community. Yeah, that makes so much sense. That's such an amazing insight. Like, 
God, that just shows how much this country, and I mean, plenty of other countries as well, but, you know, I've lived in five different states across this country throughout my 30 years on this earth. And like, I didn't know any of that about how segregated Chicago is. Like, that's really incredible to learn about. Um, And it, yeah, it makes me wonder if, you know, if somebody started a a Chicago meetup um, and, you know, had it on meetup.com, had it on the WordPress dashboard, if, you know, how that would go if people would show up, um, if it was a virtual meetup and the kind of uh, physical segregation that exists there wasn't so much of a concern as far as like having to travel to a different part of the city. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes image. It just makes me wonder like how that would go, how that would work. Yeah, I think it's it's. I'm curious to see as well um, with the Chicago meetup. I'm, I'm very curious to be a part of it just to see how they go about, you know, pulling people in. Cause you know, sometimes people, they, they just network within their comfort zone, within their yeah. circle. And sometimes that circle is not going to extend to the South side, unfortunately not. And, and the South side is a very beautiful place. We have um, UIC, which is in Hyde park. There are really amazing neighborhoods on the West side and South sides of the city. But because of the bad rep of gun violence that the media consistently pushes out about Chicago, Mm -hmm. it leaves so many people just kind of like left in the wind, which is why I'm now that I'm a part of the community, I hope that I can be that liaison that's just like, okay, well, I'm out here anyways, or I'm at this party anyways, what do you guys do? What is what's happening here? Um, My my partner, luckily, she's She's a entrepreneur. She has her own podcast studio and she's been a DJ for over 10 plus years. So we are in, unfortunately, we are in clubs or parties um, quite often. So there are a lot of networking opportunities, which is why I do know a few graphic designers and WordPress um, developers um, through her, actually. So it's just like, okay, well, why aren't you guys in this? Like you guys, and they do really amazing work. Like the artists in this city are mind blowing. The the creatives in this city are just like inspiring. It's just like they should be a part of this community too. So, I mean, not to put you on the spot, would you ever consider starting a Chicago meetup series? Actually, yeah, I would. I definitely would. I you just, heard it here first. I, just, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to step on the the meetup group that already exists. So that's my only thing. But yes, I would definitely love to start up a Chicago meetup series and get that going. I feel like, of course, I want to get um, a foundation going on my own first. But yeah, I will do it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not seeing anything on me. Like I'm on meetups.com right now. I put in WordPress in Chicago and there's not a single event, um, you know, on this list. So just saying. Okay, Ellie. It looks like there's an, and I mean, you already, you said, you know, you've already met a handful of people. And if it's just a handful of people, you know, meeting on Zoom every couple of weeks or so, um, you know, that's all you need to get started, right? Like that's the social proof that people are going to be looking for. You know, if you might have new people looking to see if they want to join in, um, you know, if you already have a couple of regulars that are coming in and out, um, that's really powerful. That's, 
very much how my like the meetups that I would go to in Miami were it's like there was definitely people that were there almost every single time and then people would hear about it um either through meetup.com or through the WordPress dashboard and they would just show up you know um so I definitely think that it it could be it could be doable for you to do that and I mean I would love to come (laughs) if it's virtual I would love to come by Okay, you know what? I'm actually gonna put some forethought into this, and then we'll see what we can. Uh, we'll see what I can come up with. But Yay. yeah, <laughs> I guess if I can at least get five people to come, then that will make me happy. I think that'd be wonderful. Um, <laughs> we are running a little short on time, but I did want to circle back toward Camp Europe, and I I really want to hear what it was like for you. Um, you know, as, you know, not only being your first big your first Word, WordPress event. Um, that's so incredible. I would love to hear your kind of impressions, especially after your feelings of trepidation at the beginning, but also, you know, if there's anything that you can or feel comfortable touching on as far as being a Black woman in Europe. I mean, I know that um, existing while Black in America is very different Mm-hmm. than existing while Black in Europe. And I'd be, I've literally never been to Europe before in my life. I'd be super curious to know, um, you know, what that was like for you and how you felt. Uh, let's, um, being in Europe, it was my first time in Europe as well. Um, honestly, I can't say that I can get away from knowing how it feels to be black. I did meet a, a black woman who is an expat there as well. And she was just like, I don't feel like I'm black everywhere I go here. And it was like a big weight off of her shoulders. She didn't feel the stress that she felt like the weight of being black in the US. She didn't feel that anymore. Um, as far as for me, I think it was a it was a short trip. So and where I felt, I felt like I was a black woman, even though no one has ever, no one's ever said anything. I don't feel like I was ever discriminated. I would walk into stores. I did shopping. No one ever, you know, I, I didn't feel anything. It was really, yeah, it was a weight off of my shoulders. I was the American and not the black American. Um, so it did feel really, really good to that extent. But um, after that, I didn't really feel very much about Europe or I didn't notice my skin color outside of me being um, my own experiences here in the U.S., just projecting that in another country pretty much was just like, oh, it's because I'm a black person, even though no one's just like just a projection out of fear or or out of just being used to it here. and that's just from service there. The service was amazing. People were amazing. Um, so that was good. At the camp, um, when at the event, it was okay. It was good. Um, I, I I didn't, again, I didn't notice it or didn't care to anyway. Anyways, there were certain times at the events afterwards where I was reminded that I was Black only because the conversation of diversity came up um, with some people. And um, in in those moments, it was just like, you know, I feel like sometimes they'll see someone of color and then they'll be like, diversity, that's the topic. Mm-hmm. Let's keep the conversation going. And it's just like, come on now. There, there was this one conversation I had with this young woman. She was really kind and she was really, really nice, but she was 
discussing um, her experience about being about being around black people. I believe she was Russian and how they were extremely um, racist and she's never been around black people. And she talked about slavery and things like that. And it's just like, I'm just trying to enjoy this drink. I don't want to think about slavery, you know, trauma, but um, she just had this focus on, on just, you know, saying her experience with it. And I let her have her moment, but also I had to take it back I had to, because it was just like, I understand like, you know, you haven't been around us very much or, and you're still learning because she did admit that she was still learning um, and she didn't know about, or, you know, it wasn't something that she was taught about or whatever, but mm-hmm. she, she, um, I just had to take that moment back because, you know, I was trying to enjoy myself and this is not the conversation I want to have. She was telling Mm -hmm. about a story how she was at a train station and she seen a black man and the black man was offering to help her because she was on the wrong train. And instead of her, you know, taking his help, she automatically became guarded and clutched her purse and got off the train. And she was like, she didn't notice the racism in that until years later. And it was just Mm -hmm. like, Thank you for sharing the story, but honestly, it doesn't make me feel any better um, because, but I, I understand that the U.S. depiction of um, of Black people in other countries, um, it, it can be very off-putting. Even for me, I'm, I'm Black, but um, I'm Haitian. Um, I'm the first um, American-born child here. So trust me, I understand um, how it looks or how this country makes black people look to people of other races or people in other countries, even in countries that are black. Um, Mm -hmm. We have, there's been the spore wars going on for years. Um, But besides that, it was great. But again, like I I had a really long conversation with um, someone within the community, I'm not going to say, I don't know if he's going to feel uncomfortable about, about me saying the name, but he was just talking to me about the community. And I was like, I'm very excited to um, learn more about the community, but the there's a topic or there's a consistent topic of diversity, 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 diversity. And it almost sounds like it is, um, it is a, uh, a hot topic or a trendy topic to the Mm. point where I don't believe it. Is it for show? Are you saying Mm. it because you see someone of color around? Like, what is it? Like, I want to be a part of the community, but I have to trust that the community is serious about what they're saying. And you're not just saying it to look good. Like, you know, just like Pride Month, we're in June. So am I going to be your gay flag floating everywhere because you finally got someone of color to join your, to join the community? I don't want that. And um, he was actually very open and um, very paid, like he, he gave some really great insight and he was just like, look, you know, I don't know what anyone else is about, but I know what I'm about and that's not what it is. But unfortunately, just like this world, you will have people who will perceive themselves as one person and they seem like they're great, but then they can, you know, they'll, they'll be the negative or they'll be something, some, they'll be opposite of who they really are. And for, but with the community, apparently you guys are really great with calling people out and saying, Hey, no, this is wrong. And, you know, making sure that they are removed or removed from the community, or they just, 
you know, they're not someone that has a platform anymore within it. But that is that has been my biggest fear is just like, yeah, like there's there's this diversity kick that I don't want it to be. Okay, yeah, we're just trying to meet a quota. I don't want to be a quota. And um, sometimes within the the sometimes at some some certain events, while talking with certain people, I felt like it was a buzzword, and I was a buzzword. And I don't. And I'm just trying to learn more about the community as whole and be a part of it without being the black girl within the community, but just, you know, the WordPress user instead of, you know, of course I'm going to always be the black girl, but I want it to be so much more than that. And I want it to be genuine. Yes, absolutely. I hear all of that. That's, oh, I love all of that. And I, I agree with you that, I mean, on everything you said, but there's particular points in there that are worth highlighting right like there are a lot of people right now who are learning and they're learning clumsily um I've had so many people I mean a friend of mine who I, I won't know name names because we are friends now but it was a very very strange first interaction the first time I ever met her in person um pretty much the first thing she said to me was what does queer mean because I had identified myself on Twitter as queer mm-hmm. and it was just sort of like this, I was just taken aback of like, that is so, it's, that's such a personal, uh, complicated question to just mm-hmm. start off with when, yeah, it was the same situation. It was like, I just have a drink in my hand and I'm like ready to, you know, meet people and like, oh, you want to get into this now? Like <laughs> it's, it's difficult to say, you know, I respect that you're coming from a good place of wanting to be open and wanting to not be that, you know, racist, prejudiced, whatever type of person, but you can't put that emotional labor on me to stop what I'm doing to, to do that with you right now. Right. This um, is not a educational moment. Yeah. I, I am not here for your education. I can be, if we have that relationship, like there's plenty of my friends that we're friends. So if they come to me and ask me a question or want to talk about something, I feel as though I can take on that emotional labor because we are friends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like in your case with that woman, if it's a stranger, it's like, I don't owe you this conversation. You know, I don't owe you um, this, this moment for you to feel like I'm going to assuage your guilt and tell you that it was okay that you were afraid of that black guy however many years ago. You know, like that's not fair. Um, and I think that's one of kind of the growing pains that, honestly, the white people in general are going through right now as we're trying to push through this really painful uh, period where everyone is aware of racism, not just us, but everyone, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that a lot of people in the WordPress community are very aware of this. it It is a trendy topic, it is a buzzwordy topic, but for the best reasons. And this is my opinion, right? I, I can't speak for anybody else. I think that people are, are seeing that not only is it um, preferable, but it is now becoming expected for you to be putting topics of diversity, equity, and inclusion at the top of all of the things that you do. Um, so I think people are learning how to do that, you know, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, and all of those things. Um, 
and it's it's tough it's tough to say you know well we want diversity equity and inclusion as part of your regular systems right just as important as you would uh consider your marketing or your finances having diverse teams and people and so on and so forth should be a part of that um but then you're right it does sort of come off as inauthentic um and it's 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 difficult it's complicated because i would person and again this is me personally saying this i would rather companies hop on the trend and do the things that are necessary to diversify our open source community even if they don't fully mean it because we're the ones that are going to benefit from it and the next generation of diverse people coming into the community will benefit from that um from my experience I, I tend to take people at their word because from my experience, nine out of 10 people are genuine in what they're trying to do. And so if there's that one person that's just doing it for metrics, um, I don't always feel like it's a good use of my time to try to pick that person out. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it doesn't feel great when you feel like a number or a metric or a box to be checked off. That's never a good thing. Um, and I think it's just something that we have to continue to deal with until we figure out that good middle ground and sweet spot that everyone could kind of be okay with. And maybe that'll never happen. I don't know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> there are, in the past just year, there are so many diversity efforts that have cropped up and, and began um and yeah if someone's doing it for optics you know if, if there's a company that's sending people diverse people to word camps for optics fine those diverse people are still going to get those opportunities mm -hmm. so i, I can you know uh, you know i can kind of give it a pass um but i mean i'm really glad that i'm always glad to see another black person in the community and sometimes i struggle with that as a a mixed race person, as a light-skinned black person, as a, um, and if you don't see my face, I'm basically white passing. Um, and I always struggle with like seeing a black person and like, oh my gosh, yes, there's another one of us. Like, I wanna bring them in. I wanna embrace them and all of these things. And sometimes I wonder if I tokenize people in that regard. Um, and that's something that I have to struggle with and, and understand and so on. And, you know, but that being said, I'm super happy to have met you and I'm super happy that you're on the podcast and I'm super happy that hopefully in the future, you and I can connect on other things and um, diversity related and not diversity related, right? Um, yeah. We're, we are in this first big wave, I think in the WordPress community of, you know, yeah, these diversity efforts and it falls on the shoulders of a lot of us to bear a lot of the emotional burden of that. Um, but that's that's the way that I've chosen to see it, right? Is like if I have to put out some more emotional labor to set up systems and mindsets for people in the future to have it easier, then like I've chosen to do that personally. That doesn't mean that you have to, you know, that doesn't mean that anyone else has to. Um, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, confusing time. But I mean, I personally have seen the difference in the way that black folks have been treated and appreciated and considered from you know just a few years ago till now and it gives me a lot of hope yeah i i have to agree um 
things I, I have seen a shift. I do see a lot more opportunities. And, and I completely agree with you. If me being here, even if it is a diversity um, pull in or hire, et cetera, et cetera, opens the door for other people who look at, look like me, I'm going to use it. I mean, regardless. Um, and I do look forward to um, working with you in any capacity and building a relationship outside of WordPress. Um, just getting to know everybody um, within the community as a, a, Word, a WordPress ally or in that relationship or regards, but also as a friend. Um, I think everyone's here to get to know people and work better with them and become better people. Um, I'm here to educate as well, the best that I, I don't know everything, but um, I'm here to educate as well. I just, l- let's get some good timing going here. Absolutely. But um, after that, uh, I'm very excited about my journey and experience in this WordPress community. Um, w, um, the EU WordCamp isn't going to be my last. And um, hopefully I'll be able to do as much as uh, you have been doing within the community um, since you've been there. It's crazy 2017 and we're already in 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot has happened. <laughs> All right, we're gonna cut off here. Um, but yeah, thank you so, so, so much, Gina, for being on the podcast, for giving us your time and your amazing thoughts. Uh, and let the people know where they can. I like to do the the like uh, hot ones outro. Let people know where they can find you. Let people know what you got going on. Uh, so yes, I. You can find me on Twitter. Um, Go, G-O, Gina Marie. Uh, You can follow me there, tag me. uh, Pretty much on Slack, I am in Black Press. Go, Gina Marie. um, And I am in Ladies of WordPress as well and WordPress Women of Color. So um, ping me or message me. And yeah, let's connect. Let's get to know each other. Let's see what we can create here in this community. Awesome. Wonderful. All right, everyone. We will see you next week. All right. Bye. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. WP Wallet. WP Wallet is a free, simple, intelligent tool that helps WordPress professionals effortlessly manage all of their license keys and invoices for all sites and clients. Never forget a renewal, lose a license key, or miss out on a reimbursement again. Join WP Wallet for free today. LearnDash. LearnDash is taking cutting edge e-learning methodology and infusing it into WordPress. More than just a plugin, LearnDash is trusted to power the learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, entrepreneurs, and bloggers worldwide. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.